0: Welcome once more, ladies and gentlemen, to Le Working Man's Honest Programme <laughs> du Vélo. You are you are with us as we begin our actual Tour de France coverage thing that we're doing this month. I'm Greg, I'm over here in Boston. And, and yes, hello,
1: Greg, this is Mattio reporting live from the month of July, which is the, the Tour de France
0: month. Yes. Uh, yes, hello, hello, Matteo. Uh, what can hello. you report to us from July? It's hot, it is hot. I'm in a warm room at the moment doing this. That's okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I think we're, I think you know, we're two days into the tour de France That's
0: I think right. We've got a pretty interesting situation going on already. That's right. We were recording on, on Sunday, uh, July 5th. Uh, in the, the evening, the evening here on the North American continent, it is the wee small hours of the morning over in France. Uh, so we have had stages one and two gone by. And we thought maybe, well, I thought maybe that there wouldn't be that much to talk about, but it has been uh, interesting.
1: I would agree. It has been, it has been very interesting. And uh, let's dive right into it. What would you say are your yeah. your top three uh Items of note from the first two stages oh, of this year's Tour de
0: France. Boy, top three items of note. So, first of all, um, it, particularly yesterday, was the the new generation coming through, right? And that seems to be a theme every year, I guess. But it's been it's been kind of interesting. We saw uh, so the stage one time trial uh, was won by Rohan Dennis, who who went and did like the all time fastest Tour de France time trial ever including prologues uh so that's quite something and you know we also had uh tom dumoulin has been moving up in sort of the hierarchy of time trials lately and he was actually in fourth place i believe but you know right up there so we're seeing very much uh people are getting older and young people are doing their thing you know quintana's in the race so we'll talk about (laughs) how that went for him uh and, and was you know has been looking prime to do well and, uh, yeah, uh, I guess my second note would be that this Tour de France is looking exciting because it's not going to be defined solely by the mountain stages. I don't think that's been a thing. I mean, I, or rather, I'd, I'd say that maybe also, again, has been a thing for the first, um, sorry, for the last few editions where where this first week has become, you know, not a sprinter's procession, but something much more interesting where, where – the overall contenders really need to be much more on point. Uh, so there's that. And finally I'd say I don't have something written down for number three. <laughs> but we're we're actually <laughs> already beginning to see sort of which contenders are really on point. Even if we don't know how their legs are gonna be necessarily once they hit the really decisive climbing stages. We're we're seeing who's really paying attention and, and looking for uh opportunities and, and, as, and as, as focused as they need to be and eh, you know that's maybe a little early to judge you know just because Quintana and um as we'll discuss as Quintana and Nibali got cut out today does not mean that um they weren't trying <laughs> you know but they were definitely on the back foot whereas certain other people were uh right up where they needed to be and paying attention and made that split what about you what are your top three
1: Well, I would, I would start by sort of, uh, saying that one, you know, first about, uh, the opening stage, the time trial, you mentioned a new generation and Mm -hmm. my reaction to that time trial was that it was way more interesting than I usually expect out of a time trial. Oh, that's true. Um, Yeah. I was kind of on the edge of my seat about Rohan Dennis, Tony Martin, Tom Dumoulin and Fabian Cancellara, just like kind of seeing how that would shake down. Um, and I just thought that was just that was a super exciting time trial. Like, kind of can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I, t- I tend to be a little bit bored, but like, yeah, those those guys were the top four, right? And then um, I think it was really really cool that like you scan the list of riders and you see a bunch of people who've uh, who've done hour record attempts. Alex Dowsett. Um, Matthias Brandl, both in the top fifteen, and people are talking about Adriano Malori, possibly he got eighth, uh, mm-hmm. possibly going for the hour record at some point. Um, and I thought it was really awesome that like Lotto and L. Gumbos, like they just have a just a, a cadre of like time trialing Dutch climbers, mm-hmm. and they had a ton of them pretty high up on the results sheet. I just. Yeah, it was a way more exciting uh, time trial than I would have usually expected. So that's my first (laughs) reaction. That's my first reaction. So I'll I'll agree that, like, yeah, some of it's new generation. Some of it is just uh, kind of exciting racing coming down. Yeah. The second uh, reaction that I had um, is almost kind of a response to what you mentioned about how, you know, we're going to look at a tour that's not defined solely by the mountain stages. And my feeling about that is that you know, I'm I'm rooting for Nairo Quintana. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's kind of a bummer for me, probably more for him, uh, and presumably to uh, Vincenzo Nibali as well, to lose about a minute and 30 to some of their competitors, but I think that these are the kind of time losses that, like, aren't going to matter, and we're going to get, like, total amnesia about them in a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe we can talk about that in a bit, but... Yes, we can, we can cross swords about that if we need to.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. The third thing, the third thing about this was that today's stage, so there's a big split, almost 30 riders uh, put a minute and 30 seconds about into the rest of the Peloton. And uh, Andre Greipel won the stage. For the whole, you know, maybe something about like 30 kilometers, uh, this, this split had been formed for, I was seeing... Uh, kwiatkowski and tony martin on the front and these are tony martin one of the best time trials in the world um, oh yeah michael kwiatkowski a very capable time trialist really great ruler um both on omega pharma quick-, quick step uh and then and cavendish wound up finishing fourth on the stage and when i realized that he had been let out by mark renshaw i was thinking oh man he had a lot of teammates in that move. And then I was reading some more of the recap. He also had Rigoberto Uran mm-hmm. and Zdenek bar in the move. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that Cav didn't win that stage, like, yes, bike, r- r- bike racing is very hard, and what he was doing was very difficult. I'm not going to say that, like, it was, like, a mistake or a, a bad choice. You know, that's not what happened. But I'm I'm shocked that they couldn't
0: pull it out. Maybe that's, maybe that's the thing that we should dive into, to start with um all right it, it, i mean i guess i don't know what should we what can we say about maybe maybe let's just cover stage one real quickly first and then dive into what the what the hell happened with uh, uh quick step yeah because oh uh, thank you yes edict's quick step not
1: Omega, Omega Pharma from, right 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 anymore. yes
0: yeah i know right it's confusing
1: it's a new season i'm just getting used to things
0: <laughs> it's only july
1: <laughs> you'll have I'm still it.
0: typing 2013 on my dates of my letters Oh man, yeah, do all get me started. So, yeah, time <laughs> trial. Uh, so, some interesting, actually, really interesting things happened in, in that time trial. Of course, Rohan Dennis won. That, That I'd have to say, is not exactly shocking. Um, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty. you know, the guy held the hour record for, what, a month? Um, two months, I don't know. Something like that before Williams came and, and took it just a few weeks ago. Um, so fast ride there, and and the, you know the guys behind him really no surprise. Tony Martin and Fabian Cancellara, Tom Dumoulin we previously previously mentioned, and Matthias Brandl. But then there's some interest, some some interesting names in uh, the top twenty. Uh, you have, I'm just going in order. Uh, Wilco Kelderman in mm-hmm. ninth place. Uh, I guess he's been pretty decent time trialist. So that's not too shocking. Um, yeah, and he's he's one of those Dutch time trialing climbers right. I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hessink, not someone I think of as a great time trialist. Um, right. Let's see. And the other ones that that really caught my eye: are Iran. That's kind of that's kind of neat. But uh, mm-hmm. in eighteenth place, Thibaut Pino, at forty one seconds from Rohan Dennis. Uh, in nineteenth, Peter Sagan. In twentieth, Tj Van Garderen. Uh, and, and then once you go out a little bit further all of the overall favorites really clustered pretty tightly in within 20 seconds mm-hmm. um, but you know you saw things like and apparently there was an advantage to going later but most of the big favorites went later so it's pretty or sorry no sorry apparently there's an I- advantage going earlier is what I was mm-hmm. gonna say apparently the wind was more favorable so you know that definitely explains part of why you see like Tibo Pino um up in 18th but that's still a hell of a ride from that guy yeah you know and and again with uh, seeing uh, TJ van garderen looking just totally sharp uh and maybe we can talk about him a little bit because he's looking really mature um this year
1: yeah, so. he uh he was in the the front split of yes. stage 2 and finished 11th. So yep, if you if you talk about like I I haven't organized the actual general classification into like the virtual general classification right. of actual GC contenders, but he is likely up
0: there pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. So we're in that kind of awkward um that awkward time in the first few days to a week where Uh, the overall classification doesn't really bear a whole lot of resemblance to what it's going to look like in Paris, where you still Mm -hmm. have a lot of rulers and sprinters and uh, time trialists way up. So it it can... To to
1: wit, Cancellara took
0: the yellow jersey with a bike throw to get third place in the sprint. Yeah, 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 exactly. and, and, And hence kind of causing the controversy of the day. So yeah, uh, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on, on some of that um, top 20 or some of those, those? I kind of would like to hear what you think about some of these results in the time trial, because I think it was pretty surprisingly interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, so I have a soft spot for Team Lotto and El Yumbo, um, and I have a soft spot for, uh, I, I like Wilco Kelderman. I like Steven Kreisweich, who didn't have a great time trial, but he had a great mm-hmm. Giro. Um, we talked about that last time. So yeah, I you know, like I said, uh, very excited about that. And yeah, um I I, I want to be cautious about TJ because I don't want to fall into the trap of like uh you know crowing about the one American. Well sure. Uh not the one American, but the three Americans, blah blah blah, blah whatever. Yeah. Um But yes, two stages gone by and he's looking pretty good. He's yeah. looking pretty good, and that's that's cool. That is certainly cool. Uh yeah. Yeah, I was surprised to see uh, Jonathan Castro Viejo of Movistar get six. Partially because I think of like Adriano Malori as being Movistar's like time trial guy, Mm -hmm. but Castro Viejo had a had a fast run of it, only 23 seconds. This is the other thing about time trials, man. Okay, so Rohan Dennis finished this thing in under 15 minutes. He was the only guy to come in under 15 minutes with 14:56. His average speed was like a jillion miles an hour. And, like,
0: yeah, like I've, I've done something. this before.
1: I've, like, pulled the data from fast time trials. And just seeing, like, these are minute differences in speed that lead to something like a five-second difference on the finish line. Mm-hmm. And to, to think of people, like, covering... Let me see how many kilometers this was. Uh... Da, 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 da. 13.8 kilometers to see people covering 13.8 kilometers and like cross the finish line at the same time you know <laughs> that's crazy that's awesome and of course it's bound to happen when you have 200 professional riders carrying on around this course but like these, you know, if, if you look at the data, they're all, they're, they're clustered. All these times are really, really closely clustered. And these are, these are my new differences. So this is another thing that I think of when I think about, you know, uh, aerodynamics and marginal gains is that when you're going 50,
0: 55.4 5. KPH or something like that.
1: for 15 minutes, that stuff matters. Rohan Dennis, in 15 minutes, Rohan Dennis won by five seconds over Tony Martin. And, you know, shoe cover, type of helmet, uh, centimeter of of stack of the handlebars, all of those mattered in those five seconds.
0: Yeah, I mean, at any, at, at, at the highest level, it's always pretty incredible to actually break down the size of the difference, you know, the differences between these guys, like the best and the worst. And it's it's shockingly small, really. The worst, yeah. guy, the worst guy in the Tour de France is not that much slower than the best guy in the Tour de France. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah. as ridiculous as that sounds when you're finishing an hour down, I mean, it's true. So, yeah. you know, a, a difference of, of probably 3 or 4%, something like that. I don't know, 5%? Maybe, uh, yeah. The difference between the, the winners is usually less than 1%. Uh, well, usually, yeah. like always. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always really tight, and, and it really does bring into perspective when and you know to pull it away i guess from the actual racing when when people say oh well uh you know this and that whatever doesn't matter unless my my least favorite expression in the in the universe which is like unless you're unless you're racing you know which is like how dare anyone be uh yeah concerned with their speed or the weight of their bike or aerodynamics unless they're actually at the point the end of a bike race but uh, well, I'm not quite sure what point I'm making with that. <laughs> uh, it, it, except that, you know, clearly, yeah, and most of the time, we're not going to be coming down to five seconds between us and the next guy in like a time trial or something like that. But but you can see that it, it at least lets you see what that difference is or, or could be. Like, I don't know exactly what the difference is between, you know, Rohan Dennis and and Tony Martin in his time trial, right? Uh, it could be that handlebar position or it could be, you know three more watts of power you know on this one section or or being able to pedal deeper into this one turn or something like it it could be any number of things so all of these little things matter because you don't know which one of them is going to be the deciding difference and you know and even if you aren't racing and aren't in the tour de france uh you know it's it's uh it it means that there's always room for minute self-improvement you can always get better.
1: You can always get better. Sometimes there's room for great self-improvement too.
0: That's yeah, true. Let's
1: uh, let's dive into stage
0: two. Yeah, let's bit. do that. Let's do that.
1: Because this was, this is one of those uh, stages where you know the the organizers stuck in a stage that uh, they they wanted to see wind and rain and splits.
0: Yeah, and before we dig dig totally into that, this is like a thing that happens all the time where. It's, you have a stage that goes out by the sea, you know wh- whether it's in Belgium or in the Netherlands or in northern France or something like that. Um, and so often uh, the the buzz from all the journalistic outlets is, oh, we could see echelons. And they're always talking echelons, echelons, so exciting, echelons. Uh, and a lot of the time, it, it kind of just doesn't materialize. The, the weather doesn't cooperate. Mm-hmm. There isn't much of a breeze that day. You know, it's just uh, summer doldrums or something. Uh, and you have you know, these beautiful views and everything, but the stage is, as it turns out, kind of just another flat stage. So I was kind of thinking, well, you know, this is probably going to be one of those things. It happens a lot where, where there is a circunst- that, uh, those circumstances where it's all tucked up and the organizers are clearly hoping for uh, carnage, not, not literal carnage, but uh, you know, GC carnage, uh, but then it, it ends up being kind of a bummer and then you watch this boring flat stage. Uh, well not today it (laughs) pretty much could not have gone better from the from the tour de france's you know from from the organizational standpoint from from their perspective
1: yeah i I woke up with 100k to go and turned it on and there were splits already uh yeah tinkoff saxo was was splitting it in crosswinds and this was you know before the peloton got to rotterdam um and then you know, it came back together, it gelled again, but for a little while I was wondering, like, is this going to be, like, gent waffelgem all over again, where everything is just destroyed from <laughs> super far out? And the answer was no, you know, it's a Grand Tour, it's a little bit more contained than that. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm going to need to, like, dive into to a quick, quick Cycling News article to figure out, you know, how, how far the, the definitive split of the day, how far out
0: that formed because It was a while. It was a um, while. It was a probably the definitive split happened somewhere between what 50 and 60 kilometers out. I yeah, want to say. Yeah.
1: Wow. 57k to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where where Uh-oh. all of a sudden and that gap that gap grew really quickly to about a minute between the strunk group of what 26 riders I think it was and 26. Mm-hmm. What was yeah? What was two groups of stragglers and and became. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. What well, was sorry? <laughs> I'm, I'm incoherent. What well, was two groups of stra- stragglers and became one because there was one group that had uh, Nievely in it, and there was another group that had Quintana in it that was further back. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, what happened was it was more that the Nievely group came back to the Quintana group than than the Nibali, the Quintana group linking up with the Nievely group. <laughs> in in the sense yeah. of what the time gap looked like ultimately, so those mm-hmm. guys lost a good minute and a half at the line. Yeah, uh, and then of, the other,
1: other the other can. noteworthy thing is that Peter Sagan almost uh, lost touch with the front group when he flatted, but that the cameras... Was crazy. The cameras blinked, and all of a sudden, he was back in, so... Uh, he
0: fl- to be clear, he flatted and came to a stop and got a bike change, and it was like 15 to K to go, and you're like, well, he's screwed. Uh, and he managed, and I guess it must have been because, well, A, he's a beast and b because of just the enormous draft of the eight thousand vehicles following that group (laughs) uh but he did manage to get himself back within a couple k
1: i would guess that there was a friendly sticky bottle or two in there yeah and contest the finish too yeah so contest the the finish and get get second
0: so yeah and so you can see on the map i'm actually looking at the map right now of the stage and you know, it goes uh, it goes through Rotterdam, and you know that's flat and everything. But but it got it just got, got got really crazy when we were watching them out there, basically riding on these causeways on these dams, just across these huge. Um, uh, what would you call it? These big flat windswept islands that
1: are that are kind. Of, I mean they're they're a they're a coastal plain. You know, uh, Zealand, Holland, and. Really, all of the Netherlands are it's like this big coastal plain with yeah, rivers all these, into the sea, and it's these tidal water. Yeah, they, they, ways they, they have these them. huge waterworks that prevent high tides from flooding the whole country. Yeah, and they're and they're they're outriding over these these bridges, these dams, these sea dams yeah. that
0: that link island to island to island. Like they finished on one it was it was insanity yeah so and it's just pretty remarkable to watch kind of an amazing part of the world just crazy to look at and had some pretty dramatic consequences for the race so so let's get i guess get down to it um which was we have a front group of 26 riders in that group are six riders from Eddie's quick step (laughs) that's pretty good odds and mark cavendish gets fourth yeah yeah so he you know that I was very surprised because
1: he was dropped off super early. I think he he started sprinting from like four hundred to go uh He didn't really stand a chance, yeah, it looked so early. I think I read that it was four hundred meters to go uh i didn't i don't I didn't recall seeing signs on the video, but it was early he he sort of didn't stand a chance. He put up a good college
0: try. I saw him uh, go, and I thought, what like that looks like a really long way out like do Mm -hmm. they have a big tailwind like to to his
1: credit you know griple looked like he was fighting to stay on his wheel uh yeah
0: big launch for sure
1: but yeah i'll actually i'll need to see another replay of the finish because my the feed that i was watching it was amazing cav launched i was watching griple grimace on his wheel and then the feed hung and i just heard the audio and that was very frustrating
0: Oh, that is frustrating. <laughs> it, well, it was reasonably—you know—it was reasonably close to the end. It was—I uh, I will yeah. say this for Cavendish—he um, is looking like he is in really good form. Uh, yeah. But when you get dropped off with 400 meters to go, that's just—that's too early. Not much you can, do, much about you can do about it. So yeah, that was really—it was really—and uh, so the question really is: Why on earth did he end up with with Renshaw? Um, dropping him off so early it was as they were going i was i was really i was watching and, and you know in the all in all the excitement it was like man like that's not much of a lead out train like they were they were leading him out like crazy but all of a sudden it's down to just renshaw and there's still a long way to go and yeah you had to wonder what especially once Renshaw pulled off like how is that gonna how's that gonna go so i don't know yeah
1: I you know I I expect that Cav will get his revenge. We've mm-hmm. got we've got some good stages coming. Yeah, well, like I said, um, he looks like
0: he's in really good form. I'm not I'm not too concerned yeah. that he's not going to get it, but it just seemed like is there really is there any way to explain this other than a complete screw up by Quickstep?
1: Mm, they were they were Quickstep was riding pretty hard from from, for that whole move, you know, from almost 60K to go. So yeah, but for what I,
0: purpose if not I, to get Captain to win? I'm going
1: to plead tired legs on their behalf.
0: Well, clearly. I mean, especially when you had uh, Martin and uh, Kwiatkowski just completely killing themselves for many kilometers. But it is, yeah. it is peculiar because... Uh, I, am i missing something is there a gc guy that they have like yeah it's it's well essentially no but it was it was
1: the chance to put tony martin
0: in the up. yeah okay i suppose that's true i suppose that's true which yeah. uh, maybe maybe we can talk that because that the controversy of the evening is uh basically the team or or at least uh brian holm one of the director sportifs for the team pretty displeased with that tony martin pretty displeased uh, with the fact that uh they let Conchalara get third uh and, and get mm-hmm. the four bonus seconds essentially to take that. So and there's been some people claiming that well clearly Cavendish once he saw he wasn't gonna win sat up. Uh I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> uh that's a that's a good question for a for a video recap. Mm. Um I'll tell you what. It's been a few hours since I watched it. I'm not gonna watch a recap now. Um, it's hard yeah. to say. You can you can imagine that when when it was clear he he didn't have the stage that uh, he maybe eased off a bit. Uh, on the other hand, maybe he didn't. It was pretty tight. I I think it's all. It it was just mostly it was weirdly played. You know if you want to get if you want to get Martin that um, yellow jersey. And you drop off your sprinter from that far out,
1: um you're in, you're you're in a tough, tough situation.
0: situation. Yeah. Like it, it's it's all fine to blame Cavendish for, you know, allegedly not racing or, or sorry, racing only for first place or nothing and, and sitting up, but the thing is that, that he was and you know, and maybe that as you say is tired legs, but he was dropped into a situation where it was going to be very difficult for him to pull off the win. Yeah. So And, you know, it's also conceivable Well, basically, where was um, You have to also say If Cavendish had Won Instead of getting third place Then he's not in a position To do anything about what Cancellara does Does that make sense? That might have been phrased a little bit poorly But because Cavendish is now fighting for third place Instead of first Well, that presumably isn't plan A uh, and his job isn't to prevent Conchalara from getting bonus sec- seconds. His job is to win the stage, I think is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess the, the the point, the case you would make there is, well, Conchalara clearly would have been fourth uh, because he's slower than those other guys. But, uh, you know, who knows? With a different lead out, maybe
1: not. With a different lead out, with, you know, Sagan's presumed fatigue from his chase post flat, mm-hmm. and with, you know, Conchalara's sprint from a small group ability i mean this is it is no people
0: people seem, still seem to get surprised by uh Kachalara's sprint um yeah like, well that guy can sprint yes <laughs> yes he can this is not news <laughs> he is he has won some yep. big races fourth
1: place in a world championship in a sprint
0: yeah he's a pretty good sprinter and especially when it's a group like that like yeah. you know tired legs uh only 26 riders uh you know yellow jersey on the line he's he's going to be able to p- pull off a pretty good sprint yeah he can pop one so in. so yeah i don't know uh so i don't know to just to assess the damage then so so the big losers of the big favorites were of course Nevely and quintana they each lost like a minute and 28 seconds basically not good for them but you i guess were thinking this was all going to come out in the wash
1: Yep, basically, it's a good way of putting it. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be statistical noise by the time they roll into Paris. Hmm. The, the the deciding factors are going to be larger than a minute and 28.
0: Well, I mean, you know, there, there definitely have been races where they've been much smaller. So there is that. There have been. Uh, we definitely in the last uh, couple years have had the last few years have, have had pretty large deciding margins. Um, and by large, I mean what uh, in the neighborhood of five minutes or greater. But, five, six, seven, eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not guaranteed that that's going to happen this year. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say outright that it's going to be just noise. I, I, I will, I will agree that it's difficult to. Well, you really can't say, for example, that well, Quintana's tour is over or Nivelle's tour is over. I think that's ridiculous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also if they lose by say about a minute and a half it, you can't really say that well this is where they lost it either it doesn't work that way because the dynamic of the race changes uh, when you've got people who are close on the GC so it, it and depending on you know at different points in the race so it, it's it's difficult to say that oh this is clearly where they dug their own graves or, or whatever
1: yeah, it's it's easy to I think to get like breathless and excited about what just happened and how it is definitely going to affect the tour Yeah, but three weeks is a lot of bike racing. Yeah,
0: that said um, That said I think that those two so Quintana and, and um, Nibali are in a really difficult situation where they kind of are now having to hope that their rivals are going to run into some similar bad luck in the first week or that they'll have to be much faster. Yes,
1: yes, but it also tells us that, you know, Astana and Movistar are going to be teaming up against Sky
0: and Tinkoff Saxo. All right, all right. Well, we'll see how that how that works out. I mean, we'll know. I mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll see. These are very these are both really strong teams. Um all of these are really strong. Sky is a strong team. Star is a real, really strong team. Uh, Astana, who the heck knows what's going on with them. As far as they, They've been strong. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that in the uh, dopers kind of sense. <laughs> not saying that, though. <laughs> There's also controversy around that in Lars Boom starting the race despite low cortisol. But we're not going to talk about that, I think, because it's just too much. I don't know. Any? Yeah, we'll talk about that last episode. Yeah. So any um, concluding thoughts on on the first two stages so far
1: well my concluding thoughts are really looking forward to a few stages coming up in the next week uh tomorrow finishes on top of mir de which is known uh for its featuring in the finale of the fletch wallon yep and then uh, kind of kind of similarly um although scaled down a little bit saturday's stage uh stage eight which comes after a handful of good honest sprint stages Finishes on top of the Mure de Bretagne, Bretagne
0: yes, in Brittany,
1: yes. and uh, that was that was the really exciting stage. We, we talked about that when Gilbert took the yellow jersey several years mm. back. That'll be that'll be really exciting. Those are two that I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to watch Monday's finale uh, due to work, but I, I I very much plan to be tuning into the video of those finishes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that it's probably worth watching most of the. Most of the stage finishes anyway, even for the sprint stages, because they can be entertaining. Uh, there was one more that I wanted to look at because I thought it might be interesting. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, stage six uh, might also be interesting in terms of wind, despite being flat, because that's along the the coast in northern France and Brittany, uh, which can always be interesting and... <laughs> kind of weathery
1: yeah and there's some good bumps there are some uh category four climbs and a, a little kicker to the finish it looks like so that's we'll we'll see what happens yeah there. yeah maybe maybe that's a Degan and cole greg van avermet kind of finish i'm not entirely sure Yeah,
0: that looks fine finishing in la i think that's how you say, say that but i don't know I'm not very good at the we- french okay so <laughs> now we should talk about just quickly uh how our Working man's uh, fantasy bicycle league uh, competition is going. Maybe talk about the standings there. Uh,
1: I will say this: I, I personally, I, I'm getting hosed so far. <laughs> I'm not doing great. My team either. My team Zubas and Sperry Topsiders earned zero points on the first day and only ninety-three points in stage two. I am third from last, <laughs> with uh, yes, basically an order of magnitude difference between. Me,
0: my team, and the the leading quite team quite close. Yes, our leading team is Team Hot, uh, which is uh, uh, Jenny. So, hello, Jenny. You're doing quite well. Uh, so, Team Team Hot is is I I I, I should say really exquisitely chosen for <laughs> these first few days because uh, because <laughs> Jenny has uh, Tony Martin <laughs> and uh, Peter Sagan and. Conchalara, and I think uh, those those picks pretty much explain uh, the results so
1: far. Uh... They do. I, I have some inside information about Jenny and Team mm-hmm. Han. Jenny is uh, currently. J- Jenny formed her team with the brief bit of internet that she got while doing field research in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. And picked her team almost
0: entirely based on looks. <laughs> <laughs> we there, there might be some uh, some some science here that we could dive into later so let's keep an eye on how <laughs> let's keep an eye on the subjective attractiveness of the various bicycle racers and um, see how that ends up that was that is quite remarkable uh, that I, I it is a it is a team that seems potentially heavily biased toward the first week uh,
1: and that's and that that you know my my own person you know my team is, I think, very heavily biased toward the later stages. So this is how I explain
0: my very poor opening performance. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not doing a whole lot better. So uh, I I had one point on the first day uh, from having picked TJ Van Garderen, who got the last stage finishing point available. Um, that was kind of a bummer. Uh, but I have rocketed ahead of Matteo. Uh, and now I'm sitting on 176 points. So I got 175 today. I, I I should say, you know, I I too have a team that's maybe a little bit more tilted towards the uh, the later stages, and I have some probably, frankly, weird picks uh, in there. But uh, having having Van and, and especially Cavendish, uh, and I guess to a lesser extent Stiebar was pretty 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 good for me today. So we're going to keep continue to keep an eye on that, um, and let you keep you updated on how it's going and and uh yeah and we'll have before before you know it sadly the race will be over and we'll have a winner and we'll figure we'll figure out uh, how to get in touch with you and get your prize
1: yes indeed and i will say this uh to the people ahead of me so far brian scene gavicelli greg Mm -hmm. yourself goodson zach maggie Alexander, Ty, Brian, Ken, Haas, John, Mark, Mike, and Jenny.
0: My team is coming for you. <laughs> Strong words. Strong words from a man with 93 points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's finish up real quick. We're, we're about to wrap up. I, I think that's that's it. Um, I, do have a, a, I do want to wrap this up with a quick piece of listener mail. Uh, I think that you all will enjoy it because it is telling us how stupid we are. So uh, nice. we got we got an email from a gentleman who's emailed us before by the name of Aaron, last name withheld. Uh I believe you I believe you know Aaron <laughs>
1: matteo Is that right? I I I maybe do, depending on this piece of email.
0: We'll see how proud I am to say that. <laughs> well, okay. The subject of this podcast of uh, sorry, of this email says April One podcast, uh eleven X N D. Alright, so so this is about an episode of our show, and it says, hey guys, so I've written before. So sidebar, yes, yes he has. Uh, but we'll we'll respond to that in due course because it had to do with cyclocross. Okay, I'm still working my way through your back catalog, and 99% of the time I'm enjoying it until yesterday when I listened to your April 1st podcast titled 11XND where you made a bunch of jokes about how awful North Dakota is and how you were going to get a bunch of angry meme emails except nobody lives there, etc. Paragraph break. Oops. Crap! You fools! Paragraph <laughs> break. It's, he says, "I am from North Dakota!" Exclamation point. Both of my parents' families are from North Dakota. Oh, okay. and go back four generations or so. So not only did you insult me, my parents, and everybody I ever met growing up, but also my whole family. He sounds. He sounds pretty. Pretty put out. I have to say. Fair point. Some of those people are awful, namely one or two racist <laughs> uncles. But the worst part is you said that Henry Kissinger is from North Dakota, quote, or maybe South Dakota. Lies and slander. I hope you guys Wikipedia this yourself after the show. It at least felt bad. Nope. Kissinger was born in Germany and moved to NYC, New York City. <laughs> where he grew up and attended college at city college of new york shame (laughs) anyways i'm still a big fan and enjoying the show please don't slander any more enormous geographical regions by irrationally associating them with war criminals signed aaron uh i will note i will note
1: that aaron closed his email by saying uh that the only slander uh that we did of, of north and or south dakota was by associating with Henry Kissinger, not all the stuff that we said about how it's a big,
0: empty, desolate wasteland. (laughs) That's true. Or how no one lives there. Well, he did say something about how... uh, I don't know, his family's from there, apparently. Which seems... Everybody in Aaron's family that I've ever met is lovely. Is it possible they could be there four generations back? Because I'm pretty sure it's only been settled for like 50 years, right? Uh, Short generations. uh, how, how many
1: generations can a North Dakota family I don't know they got a, they got a lot of bears years. out there
0: so so I think people get eaten by bears pretty quickly so uh-huh yeah anyway or is it moose whatever anyway we're sorry Aaron um we will we will uh spread no more misinformation or lies about uh north dakota or
1: south dakota or don't 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 make any well or wherever it is he's from don't make don't don't please you don't make any promises that i can't
0: keep please (laughs) well i mean i don't know look i'm just trying to just trying to appease the listeners here (laughs) we don't want any i don't know i don't think that we can be sued for slander by by aaron can we or by a state north dakota doesn't listen to this show i mean conceivably they could there's like three of them so (laughs) aaron uh thanks thanks for writing uh and thanks for listening (laughs) love you bro (laughs) all right so i think that uh that that'll do it that i actually think we got more out of this than than i expected but it'll hold you for a week that's that's the idea It'll, it'll hold you guys for a week um thank you so much for joining our our league if you if you happen to uh have a for some reason have started to listen to this, and you had a fellow games team, but didn't have a league. Uh, join our league. I think you can join more than one, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you can join lots. Yeah,
0: yeah. Join all the leagues. Maybe I should join more leagues. No, I shouldn't. Join more leagues. Uh, so yeah, join join the working man's honest fantasy league. Uh, I would tell you what the code is, but I don't have it right in the back of my brain. Okay uh so i'm greg you can reach me at groby you can get in touch with Matteo at underscore Matteo. yes that those are those are twitter banks. things yep. is that a thing twitter yeah uh the show is at underscore WHBP. email us please at honest program at gmail.com what else do should, should we do Matteo? um itunes maybe
1: yeah why don't you uh catch us on itunes give us a rating that would be really cool um and enjoy our tour de france coverage and chatter we'll be doing these weekly for a little while uh for the duration of the tour de france and uh if you're having a hard time following the tour de france and we are trying to figure out what to do yeah send us a message send us an email we would love to uh we'd love to to
0: help you get on board this yeah we'd love to shed some light on what's happening so if you have any questions or or you want us to clarify something uh or hey you know
1: if if you got some bold predictions uh send us an email yeah or send us a tweet if, if you've got some uh perspicacious analyses of the stages that are coming up again send us a tweet send us an email um we will we will i think we, we like to take on board some some really bold opinions uh and bold views and argumentative yeah people. we will read so your emails on.
0: for sure we will read your emails <laughs> especially if they are provocative and 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 crazy so send us provocative crazy emails we love that all right uh thanks again once thanks once again i am boy i'm running low on this beer so let's let's wrap once, it thanks up yes. thanks once again for listening um we love you all catch us uh in a week's time when we are wrapping up the first full week of the tour de france Till then good night